Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. You may be able to tell if you're tuning into the live video show. Blonde is out sick this evening. I have it on good authority that she uh, indeed has Corona. She went to the hospital and became the person in the viral Facebook post. She begged and begged and pleaded for the vaccine. But the virtuous nurse told her, I'm sorry, ma'am. It is far too late. And they had to put her down. Uh, Either that or she's just not feeling well and she'll be back on Sunday. We'll find out then. But until then, joining me for the second time this month is my lovely wife, Ping Tu, on Discord. Hello, lovely wife, Ping Tu. Yo. Uh, So bear with me, uh, audience, with the crappy video frame cropping tonight uh, for the video show, at least. If you're listening later, never mind. Uh, Appreciate uh, your patience in Blonde's absence, and thanks for joining us. Before, Right before we went live, uh, Ping Tu sent me this uh, out-of-context viral clip, not even really a clip, a two-second soundbite from Joe Biden and it's titled that's a bit gay man here's what it sounds like that's a big gay man that's a big gay man and i was trying to figure out what the context for the number one what is he saying because with this kind of biden speech you never know it's at some sort of formal event what is he saying and then uh what is the context for this that's a big gay man so it's not that's a bit gay, man, even though that is a sounder that sounds uh, like it was tailor made for this stream. He's actually saying, I believe that's a big game, man, referring to the U.S. win over Iran in the World Cup. Well, we should stop mumbling like such an old man then. So we have clarity, although I'm certainly saving that soundbite for future use. <laughs> We are going to conduct uh, the call-in show basically as usual tonight with uh, two exceptions. Number one, we're going to go a little shorter, just an hour of calls tonight. So we'll end calls at 10 p.m. Eastern time, about one hour from now. And in Blonde's absence, uh, no email questions tonight. Since those are written, obviously, with the intent of Blonde responding and participating, we will postpone those until next week. Again, thanks for your patience if you're uh, an email questioner. And as a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email question for a future show, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. Uh, other than that, we'll take your calls as usual. We'll take super chats uh, as well. I'll, I'll take a break at the bottom of the hour to catch in, catch up with your chats, and then we'll catch up with your chats before we're out of here at the end as well. Anything else before we hop into the calls, Miss Pingtail? Yeah, Ping1 is in the chat. What the... <laughs> blonde is hanging out in the chat he sure is what sick my ass i thought she was on her deathbed (laughs) oh i always have time to troll in the chat and call people fags in the chat all right she's just doing what i normally do yeah okay let's uh let's see the our first caller uh what our first caller has to say zig won't die 
What's on your mind? Hello. What's going on, man? Uh, not so, too much. Outside, it's cold and windy. I'm going to make this real quick. Sure. Um, I was just going to ask, what are your thoughts on the morality of making usury a death sentence? Usury a death sentence, as in, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the definition being un- unreasonably high interest rates? Correct. Is there a, is there some kind of deception involved or or I guess well, for you do you do sign the contract, I guess, but I'm saying in general as a principle. Well, to me, as long as there's no deception involved in the contract, I certainly wouldn't call that. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd call that a crime, let alone like a death penalty crime. If you're committing fraud, I suppose. But uh, how what? I, I guess implied by your question is maybe you support that or what's what's your reasoning? I think I'm getting towards that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like exiling from the community doesn't really do much to stop it. And uh, I don't see any other way to make them stop it. Uh, well, I suppose if, if there's only if you only have certain um, uh, opportunities for lending and they're all unreasonable. But the way that you stop it is by not agreeing to those loan terms and getting a better sure. loan. But and that assumes that there is a better one available. I'll grant that. When they have the same type of loan, people really have a choice. Yeah, if there's uh, some sort of monopoly in the market that prevents uh, getting a better deal. But I, I don't know. It's it, to me, if you if you have not been deceived and you sign a contract, I just don't see how your rights have been violated. And if your rights haven't been violated, it's not something that I would support uh, stopping legally or penalizing legally. It might be. I guess my answer is if you think the interest rate is too high, don't agree to the loan terms. All right. That's really what I was getting at tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. Uh, should we be catapulting? <laughs> should we be catapulting people for high interest rates? I don't know. Your thoughts? No. No. Okay. All right. Simple as that. All right. Thank you, Zig. I'll get that guy. Uh, oh, look who's up uh, second here. Phil. What's on your mind, Phil? Oh, the usual, I suppose. But uh, this whole, like, we're not voting ourselves out of it thing, I think, uh, gets brought up pretty often. Do you want to expand on it? Well, I think to a certain extent, I, I don't really know what to say anymore. Um because I've grossly underestimated the amount of people that desire national suicide. Hmm. Uh, and there's really no Republican that I could vote for or politician. It seems like that would uh, be able to fix things like my hometown turning into a third world favela. You know? Are you able to uh, specify or even like the region of the country that has turned into uh, favela town? Well, it's not there yet, but uh. Um, I'll just say like I'm on the East coast. Yeah. So we're obviously dealing with some bigger, bluer cities on the East coast and then people try to escape them to places like where I live. And then they're, uh, you know, change it from what it was to something else that I don't particularly care for. When you say, uh, I was, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just, I've, I've mentioned this to a few friends IRL before. Like I walk around my local farmer's market and it's gotten a little bit whiter since it got colder, you know, they stay away or something, but like you walk <laughs> okay. around that thing in the summer and you start feeling you're, like you're walking around like a third world bazaar. Uh, and it's just, 
you know, I realize this offends the last four people in the audience that uh, I haven't offended, but I don't like it. I don't <laughs> want to stop. <laughs> when you say that you uh, that there are you underestimate the amount of people who are supportive of national suicide or uh, I suppose the um, unfettered immigration that you're talking about. Do you think that they do you think that they're evil in their intent or do you think that they're actually they think they're doing a good thing or they're just mistaken? Well, it's a combination of the barbarians being left through the gate in such numbers that now they have a voting block. And there is also a significant portion of our own people who are like uh, Molly Tibbetts dad, where they would prefer to have tacos instead of their daughter. <laughs> Poor Molly Tibbetts dad. How did he become a meme of this stream? I never intended. He for deserves it. every last <laughs> bit of ridicule he gets. In fairness, he, he became... literally sacrificed his daughter's life for tacos. Yeah, he deserves he, it. I suppose in fairness, he became a meme well outside of the confines of this stream. I remember at the time the, uh, the circulation of the memes on Twitter. And um, that's about as harsh as I've ever seen it in my entire life. Yeah. Like these, these people deserve the abuse they get. There's no two ways about that. Yeah. It's uh, I, I think, I think that you're right in uh, even beyond the immigration context, it, it does amaze me. And I, 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 what we're watching is some, in my mind, at least is some combination of fortification plus authentic voters who, somehow see the state of the country and i don't know how you could describe it if not decline it doesn't seem like things are getting better by any measure people who look at that and and vote for the same people who created those problems or deny those problems altogether it's uh it's discouraging it just i wonder how bad it would have to get to break the party loyalty of these people and it's apparently much worse than it than it currently is it's not close to bad enough presently yeah i mean i don't there's definitely that fortification aspect, but there is just a lot of people that really dislike the Republican Party. And, like, I don't really know why other than they've been told to. I mean, the Republican Party, the leadership anyway, it's falling all over themselves to to worship groups we shouldn't – we aren't allowed to talk about. So, Well, you're, you're, you're going to get the same leadership there too. It's like you, yeah. you, you try to vote to – to blow up DC metaphorically, Susan, and yeah. you still get Mitch McConnell in power. You're going to get Kevin McCarthy in power after a little bit of infighting. Uh, you'll probably have Ronna McDaniel. Has that been officially decided yet or not? But Ronna McDaniel is still leading the, the RNC. The same people who either uh, don't get anything done when they're in power or totally cave to Democrats when they're out of power. Um, they just, they, they stay in power regardless. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's hard to feel enthused to vote for the Republican party as a solution. It's just for me, it's like, it's uh, it, they are the speed bump. They are the metaphorical speed bump. They, they are at least not as bad, but I, I, I hear you that it's hard to vote for that um, forever. Like eventually you're going to have to make some positive change. And how does that get done? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I did. I did find it funny at one of my family get-togethers. Um, one of my uncles, who's usually uh, more optimistic about politics and a little more switched on politically than a lot of people I know, was doing the non-Fed Fed posty version of "There's no political solution." And what oh, I mean by that is yeah. he was talking about like building families and those sort of wholesome things. Yeah. Um, as as an as an alternative to. Uh, getting all bent out of shape about the way politics are going. So 
Yeah, um, and, and of like course, uh, five or six years ago, I was having an argument with him over whether or not there's a future because he thought that it were, there was going to be a future because the Mexicans are going to magically start voting for Republicans. And, you know, four or five years later, he's like, I don't know about the political solution situation. But anyway. Well, and that's that's yet another reason to build family. And I know it's hard to do uh, when you don't have a lot of faith in the future. But if you really believe that the future is as bleak as it sometimes looks, um, you'll need family to get through that. <laughs> you'll need yes. you'll need some sons to help you out when things get really rough. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, 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 and a lot of times I hear people say, well, it's it's almost cruel to to if you really believe that hell is coming, it's cruel to have children to put them into that situation. But I don't know how I mean, else you get through hell without family. I know, like it's human beings have been going through struggling forever since yeah. the beginning of time. I mean, we our ancestors survived the ice age for goodness sakes. Like that couldn't have been a fun time. Um, yeah, that's uh, and it's important to contextualize our struggles that way. And even though it may not be fair, it may be uh, it may be a complete injustice. But there is always some value in being tested and and finding out what you're made of. And I I do fear that our generation maybe faces some of that testing. I'm not saying tomorrow, but I think within our lifetimes, we have some inevitable conflict that's going to have to be resolved. And uh, that's what those tests are all about. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for calling in, Phil. I appreciate it. Yep. Have a good evening. You as well. Uh, I know it's a source of discomfort for you, Ping, the thought of me passing away in the gay war, which is (laughs) which is my destiny. We all know (laughs) dying a principal death in the gay war. And uh, hopefully there will be single women from voting before you do that. (laughs) Let's try that. I will have to. There will be many sons that will carry on my legacy, hopefully. But uh, (laughs) I I will die a principled gay war death. I'll tell your kids about it. Yeah. Uh, Egrin, you're up next, man. What's on your mind? Uh, Question. Uh, So you've watched Yellowstone so uh, thus far all the way up to season five, correct? All the way up to Sunday's episode. We watched it uh, last yep. night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do I have to give a spoiler alert for the audience? Do you intend to spoil anything? No, 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 not really. Okay. Um, it, you know that uh, it's owned by Paramount, which is owned by MTV. Oh, I know. Why is La- uh, yeah. what? Oh, I, I'm aware. Why is- yeah. Why is Los Angeles uh, writing about Montana? Uh, That's what I was it, wondering. Well, Taylor Sheridan's from where? I don't know his his background, but yeah, maybe he's uh, from Sheridan. <laughs> there, there is a certain irony. You're right that the show is all about keeping outsiders out uh, when it, in fact, has been sort of a reason for the influx to Montana itself. Uh, plenty of people were moving here before, but I'm sure the show has inspired maybe a few more even. So why it's an incredibly based show. I don't get how, (laughs) how they're able to make it. Well, I would, to a certain degree, it is a based show to the idea that, uh, back in like the 1800s, if, if someone caused trouble in your area and they just, didn't leave you alone you just put them in the ground and no one would say much of anything it's like oh yeah uh, some jackass decided to uh uh mess with him and he just put him in the ground and okay i'm off to milking the cows whatever 
Yeah, um, this uh, <laughs> nowadays I've, there's a lot you can't do the do that nowadays. Well, the the Yellowstone is present day, but uh, 1883 is is back in the 1800s. But they still put people in the ground in the show today. I don't know how realistic that is, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how that realistic that is. But, <laughs> oh, uh, um, but on to the point. Right now, uh, seeing how in Missoula you have a, gr- a progressive that's at your doorstep, what are you gonna do about that? Well, Missoula has always been uh, the Portland of Montana. They did. I, uh, I, we have no, our first. No, 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 no. Just because they they they're the progressive uh, stay where they're at your doorstep, what are you gonna do about? Well, that? we we have a a super majority in the Montana legislature. Montana yeah, state politics are actually are are actually great. Well, um, I get that there's a super majority and whatnot, but. Like it or not, they are at your doorstep. They are, but they're 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 losing ground politically. We've actually taken more seats in in the state legislature, and the governor has been excellent too. Montana politics are sort of weird. You got to remember, like we had Steve Bullock as governor prior to 2020, the guy who ran for president for about five seconds. We had Max Baucus, who's like who was uh, in charge of the Senate Finance Committee and one of the architects of uh, Obamacare. So okay. it's not perfect, but I, I don't think that I'm actually not worried about the trajectory for, say, short to midterm for the state of Montana. Long term, maybe. But I guess my worry on that is, is like if Montana goes crazy progressive, the country is probably lost at that point. Like if, if this place is taken over, maybe enough of them have fled California uh, <laughs> that we all have to go there and fix it. But yeah, I, if if this place goes, um, Where else then go? yeah, like there's not a lot of other places to be, at least in the well, U.S. The fact of the matter is, they're. You've always said, "I just want to be left alone." They are not leaving you alone. Oh, they don't have uh, the power in this state. I mean, they are leaving us alone in, at the state level. But in a cultural sense, uh, I mean, they are talking about how Montana. Maybe you should ask, like, ask. Uh, Montana ranchers, uh, how they think about uh, the show. Maybe that's something well, that you, you could potentially do. I mean, I don't need their permission to enjoy the show. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but in a cultural sense, uh, California I know, I, is... I know plenty of Montana ranchers. Okay. <laughs> uh, have they s- said much of anything about the whole show, or no? Well, I don't know. I guess uh, it's not something that we talk about commonly, but... Uh, I, I guess I'm not following the point here. My point is, uh, in some regards, Los Angeles is trying to influence people to go to Montana, or for that matter, uh, to gain some type of popularity in Montana, whether it be to be a cowboy or not, but or at least to have people to move there for one reason or another. Sure, I suppose. I mean, does that mean I? What's the conclusion? Uh, well, I I would say the conclusion is they are trying to find a way to influence Montana in one way or another. Yeah, I Either, guess, but yeah. but but I I don't. I mean, you can make that argument about a show about any place. I mean, it's going to be set. It's got to be set somewhere. Is the same true about like four sixes in Texas or something? That. I'm not sure. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Yeah. And, Appreciate uh, it. Uh, Amanda, 
tapping uh, tapping is amazing actor and should be able to get more shows all right thanks for the call all right take care guys hi uh gilgamesh is up next gilgamesh are you there oh hey how's it going we are well what's on Good. your mind oh i i didn't know blonde was going to be here my i can't believe you did it you found a way to to get your wife on the show tonight <laughs> is that <laughs> she's done it before though is it uh oh, I, you, I didn't listen then i'm this is new to me yeah she i think she's filled in for blonde uh maybe once and then we had her do a little bit of work for the election stream yes but and i tried to get on there but i was yeah. on the bottom i literally when they when they put the list up i got to the bottom of that list i was like oh i'm not getting on tonight there's no way i'm getting on to talk to you guys and everything and i was i was like oh Okay, and something you said on Sunday about what was going on in China when you saw that footage, that footage looked very staged, like with the media being there. I said, you're right, because the actual legitimate protesters were heard by their government because they said, can you lift the restrictions? The government responded, we're going to do that now. Thank you. So they're going to lift those lockdown restrictions because that's what the people asked. Now, the other ones are not legitimate. They are done by our government to try to cause trouble in China so they can get regime change like they tried in Iran, like they try in every country. Well, wait, what's what's the distinction between the real ones and the fake ones? Or the the not real real ones? The real ones simply were, you know, they they came out and they held signs up and they said they addressed what they wanted, which simply lift the restrictions. The other side were saying, we need to down with Xi. And they're paid, and this is something I found from, a, from, he has a channel called The New Atlas, Brian, I don't know his last name, but he talks about a group called Democracy Now! And on their website, he showed this, they're paid by the US government to go in and cause, to be agitators to the governments like in Iran. Remember those riots that went on in Iran over the woman dying in police custody? Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything since? Because they died off. Because when they didn't get the attention they were hoping for, or as America calls, the regime change, they and her family denounced them right away. I thought that's still going, and, though, the protests nope. in Iran. No, nobody's covering it. It literally died off. Her family immediately came out and denounced these people because they were being violent. They weren't being legitimate protesters, like bringing in a grievance. This woman didn't get attacked or anything. She, I saw the video. She was talking to another woman about her pants because it's against the law and... In Wait, which woman? Concerned. You're saying the woman who was killed? In Syria. I know, in Iran, yeah, when she you... died in police custody. But you're saying she they was not killed? Footage. Or no. she she was talking what? to a woman. No, she was not touched. What the, the police fuck? Are no... Okay, they released the footage from within the police station. She talk... walks over to an older woman and talks to her, and all of a sudden, as she's talking to her about her pants, she starts grabbing her head and collapses. They rush to the hospital. She ends up in a coma. And three days later, she dies. People, that's when everything started. So Iran, the Iranian government released the footage and it showed that not only did nobody touch her, the police had done nothing to her. They arrested her because she was wearing the wrong jeans because in Iran, you have to, they have a dress code for women. So she got, she got George Floyded is what you're saying. I don't know what happened. No one knows. (laughs) But but just so I understand, you're saying she, you're you're saying that she did die, right? It's just not yeah, in the she moment. Died three days okay. Later in I thought this was like a whole hoax death thing. That she was talking to a woman, and all of a sudden she grabs at her head and then collapses, and people go, "What's going on?" They rush to the hospital. She slipped in a coma, and three days later died. Okay. And huh. they don't know what killed her. 
the but it was did this because people were trying to say the police killed her, and so the government released the the footage from within the police station. And you think it was uh, outside know. forces that that stirred up that perception, like specifically yeah, U.S. forces or who? Because I'll tell you why. Okay, in Syria right now, our government, our military is in there stealing Syria's gold uh, oil, and they're stealing the food. And Assad asked them to leave, and they refused. And basically, they sanctioned Iran, Syria, and they're stealing their oil, and now they want to go into Haiti. Oh, this is true. Mexico, the Mexican government, and the American government are trying to convince the UN to allow them to invade Haiti for the oil, because they assassinated their leader, put a puppet government who has no power, and the people there are saying, no, we're not giving up our oil, so they want to go in and steal the oil from the people of Haiti. This is all true. You can look this up. And nobody right. in the media is covering this. I'm not joking. This all I know, true. all I know about Haiti You're going is for the kids. <laughs> yeah, all I know about Haiti is that's where the Obama uh, daughters came from. They were stolen from Haiti to prop up the fake family that is uh, Barack and Michael oh, yeah, Robinson. Mike Obama and Barry Obama. <laughs> Barry oh, I know Sporo. about that. I know all yeah. about that stuff. It's all right. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, enlightening oh, yeah. us, oh. and so, uh, thanks for calling so in. So you're married to Elon Musk. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Thanks no. for calling in, man. Oh, yeah. uh, I appreciate Have it. Have a good night. See ya. Thanks. Wait, are you Elon or am I Elon? I don't know. That was that was wild. <laughs> uh, I think I followed half of that. But, I'm uh, confused, but that's crazy. Well, at first I thought he crazy was saying that true. the whole death was faked, but I didn't follow that story very closely. So I wouldn't be able to tell you the specifics of how she uh, supposedly died or not. But huh. I don't know. Who knows? 88M, are you there? Yes. What's on your mind? Uh, yesterday I I decided to start baiting myself about why I burned the American flag. It's debating a, yourself? Is that what you said? Yeah, I debate myself. Okay. On whether it's a, a valid free speech uh, exercise or not, or what's the debate? I don't... The legal debate, I, I didn't have any interest in. It was the symbolness of it. Oh, okay. Like, you know, we're so free that we can burn the American flag. Mm-hmm. And for me, my, I just, I thought through all of it. I'm like, uh, pretty much it represents that you don't want freedom, actually, if you burn it. Well, I, I don't consider myself pro flag burning, but uh, if I want to engage in the exercise and uh, do the devil's advocacy that you're talking about, maybe you think that our country is not nearly as free as it ought to be. And that the supposed values uh, of freedom for which that flag stands are not being upheld or it no longer represents that. And so you burn it for those reasons. I I don't know. Um, But I agree for for me personally, I think that the values that flag represents are, uh, are correct and should be upheld and respected. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't burn it for that reason, but you can also count me on the side that doesn't believe people should be sitting in jail for it either. I think it's a, I think it's a valid exercise of your views. And if you want to burn your own property, you can burn your own property as long as you're not stealing it from someone else or something like that. But, um, I would file it under like that guy looks like a, that guy looks stupid to me, but lots of people do stuff that looks stupid to me. That, that, that's how I, at the end of my argument with myself throughout the day, was that uh for me it just represents that you want someone to take care of you because you know, America represents freedom and freedom means responsibility. If you don't want that freedom, 
that you want someone to take care of you. I suppose. Yeah, that's uh, I've never thought of it in that way. But if you reject freedom, you kind of have to embrace some kind of babysitter, don't you? Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you reject personal responsibility, someone has to be your caretaker. Who's that going to be? Yeah, I look as like if I adopt, like when my parents pass away, I take their house. Mm-hmm. And I go, I have the freedom to burn the house. And then I burn it. And then I go like, well, I don't have a house to live in anymore. <laughs> and it would I just be, my... yeah. And on top of that, it would be very disrespectful to the legacy of your parents. And uh, I think that there's a, a plenty of history worthy of respect uh, in this country that, that, uh, is another reason we shouldn't do that. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. But the problem is if I take the house from my parents that requires me to take responsibilities of taking care of the house. Mm-hmm. You forget the government and the taxes and all that wonderful stuff, just regular maintenance on the house, right? You know, making sure that I fix any holes. I make sure the plumbing works. I make sure that if there's any trees that are leaning too close to the house, I cut them down so they don't fall on it. Right, that then requires me to you know, to become an adult, you know, and take responsibility. To yeah, take I care hear the it. House. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting uh, analogy or an interesting metaphor for it. Um, so that all makes sense to me. I guess uh, we don't. Uh, I guess there's not much disagreement to debate. Yeah. No, I think that, we're probably we're about in the same spot. That's my problem. I, I debated myself yesterday. Today, I don't feel like talking about it. Like, I figured that out yesterday. Just yeah. talk about something different. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. I appreciate it. Yep. And uh, have a good night. You too. Uh, Ping, I think it's fair to say that you are sometimes more... I, I wouldn't say that you're full blonde, but you are probably of a more punishing perspective for degeneracy <laughs> than I am, I think. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know that we've ever talked about <laughs> yeah, flag probably. burning. Are you, uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on the legality? Yeah, you should be able to do it, but you look like an idiot. Oh, okay. So we actually agree on this? We do. Oh, well then maybe I've, uh, maybe I've rubbed off on you too much in that you way. You can't Although, say that. You can't say that. The chat's going to go. Oh, God. Maybe I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did walk right into that one. Uh, right. Yeah, that was, that was not good, but. Move um, on, move on. Ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Um, I will, uh, one thing, I can't remember if I talked about this last time that you were on or another time that you've been on, but seriously speaking, I don't know that there are many people who moved me more on the abortion issue than you did. Uh, when, Thank you. When we started. I do uh, take credit for that. Yeah. When when we met in 2018, I was still sort of, um, the, the bodily autonomy stuff was still sort of, sort of in my mind and the, uh. Why? The exceptions was, the of, was on the wall, though. I mean, I knew you'd yeah. get there eventually. Well, and the the thing I've mentioned before too is is um, what's so interesting to me in in your situation, being adopted and meeting your birth mom first, and seeing the interaction between you guys, and realizing that the value of your life was not determined simply by your mom's decision to keep you or not, as in preserve your life or not. And, and put you up for adoption. There was something inherent about the value of that life. And the idea that she could have just deleted you and there would be no moral implication to that was really eye opening. I don't necessarily like the idea that you have to experience something personally right. to change your mind. But when there is a real person attached to it and you think about it, 
if she had just decided to go to Planned Parenthood, uh, my life is completely different. Our son doesn't exist. The families that are now bonded together are not. Uh, Yeah, it it does become obvious when you have a a personal in your face sort of situation. Um, Sometimes it's what it takes with stuff like that, because obviously culturally we've moved so far away (laughs) from a pro-life stance that, you know, younger me was also pro-choice. But, you know, when it becomes clear, it becomes very clear. I remember driving in the car years ago and we were talking about the rape exception stuff. And and I'm thinking like, my body autonomy, (laughs) you didn't consent to the conception. It's like, yeah, well, that is an injustice. But the answer to that injustice is not to murder an innocent person. And I didn't really have a good answer for that. It's like, yeah, that's in no other context do we say, okay, a crime was committed against this guy. So we're going to go kill someone else. (laughs) Right. <laughs> that's not that's not how those things work. So right. it's anyway, hard to, hard to get there. But this has been uh, a totally unrelated walk back into the history of uh, of our relationship and <laughs> some of the thoughts that have progressed throughout it. <laughs> that was it's a good time, pivot away from <laughs> the grossness. It's time okay. for a uh, yeah, I played that off well, I think. Good job. Time for a super chat break here. We'll get right back into your calls real quick. Uh, Holden Mulray says, greetings to the best podcast duo. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Well, I assume, I don't know. It has, has ping Two taken over blonde for the greatest podcast duo. I assume he means blonde in that duo to give proper credit. Right. Um, if I could have one superpower though, it would be uh, mind reading. I think it's probably the most useful, Oh God, no. more useful than even any physical power. I don't want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> but just imagine you would always be ahead of everyone in every situation. If you could oh, read, you got to go invisibility, dude. I suppose that's kind of a form of mind reading. Cause then you're just a fly a on the wall, but you still have to hear them talk. If that's you can true. mind read, you don't even have to, to hear them. That's true. Invisibility though. You can spy better, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm into that. Hmm. Long dong. John says, uh, so Mr. And Mrs. Matt, Have you thought about inviting Nick Fuentes onto your Christmas or to your Christmas dinner yet? Surely that'll get Mr. Matt the long overdue hit piece. Well, oh, they don't know we're related. Uh, Fuentes is actually my brother. (laughs) Long lost. He'll be there. I didn't see all of the uh, now infamous Kanye, Milo, Fuentes, Tim Pool appearance. I I saw enough of the moment of the the leaving of the of the set people are really divided on this like there's a lot of even on i think he was on the air for about 20 minutes before kanye the trio was on the air for about 20 minutes before they left from my understanding okay and uh a lot of very very divided opinions about this a lot of people think tim was pressing too hard a lot of people think kanye was too soft in not accepting any challenge i i need to go back and watch it because i haven't seen the complaints against him is that he wasn't letting them talk and interrupting based on the short clip i've seen that didn't necessarily seem it didn't seem bad to me but i haven't seen the whole thing in context yet but but i don't know man like you can't you can't just rage quit the conversation either that's that's what it all comes down to what do you expect (laughs) it's not i mean he has his own audience of course it's not like he can't get his word out but it just you're never going to come off looking good if you rage quit the conversation, even if you have your grievances or your reasons. And so I wish that wouldn't happen. But I suppose the the more anti Tim people would say, well, don't push him to that point. And it doesn't happen. But I don't it's know. Like I don't rage quit your stream. Which guy? 
there was some guy you were debating years ago and he rage quit. Oh, I think that was Nico House when he, oh, uh, that's right. That's it, right. He, a racial activist. And we did, de- we debated that's for right. an hour and it was kind of a fun one. And then, uh, at the that's end he asked, video. okay, was slavery real? Was slavery real? And I said, uh, yes. yes. And then he just <laughs> left. He just left the call as though that was, he got me to admit that slavery was real. So he won, I guess. Got him. Wow. Okay. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh says, how can blonde get something that doesn't exist? Well, I don't know. Ooh. You're going to have to ask her. We'll have to violate her health privacy on Sunday and figure out exactly what went wrong with her. <laughs> Max says the U S seems suddenly very interested in colonizing their values with this uh, cutter. Is it cutter or Qatar? Fucking Qatar. If I hear cutter one more time, <laughs> I said cutter on Sunday, it. but I Ugh, cutter just sounds God. more natural to me. Qatar is weird. When did they change it? No, okay, whatever. That's rich coming from the group of relative morality. Yeah, I do. I noticed that, that the, the anti-colonizer suddenly want to go into Qatar and impose their values on them. Tommy, the gun says, no, no, no. He said, that's big gay man referring to soccer. Oh, I, I, okay. That's a big gay man. Yeah, I can hear it. That's a big gay a man. Soccer. And maybe that's what he was talking about. Soccer is a bit gay. Uh, Jeff Sloat says, thanks for showing up uh, tonight, Matt. Uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, if Blonde passes away, who replaces her? I don't ha- I have not planned that far ahead. Uh, so uh, we'll have to figure it out. I don't think it's going to come to that. I have my fingers crossed that she'll pull through. And uh, replaceable. <laughs> thanks for supporting the show. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a weird job interview. So how good are you at having edgy opinions while slightly covering for them? So how racist are you? And... Uh, <laughs> What sort of publications does your mom read? <laughs> uh, I'll have to think about the questions to ask. How many hit pieces have you had? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Prater says, uh, Blonde, you are the best. Get well soon. Well, of course, we extend our well-wishing as well. Thank you, Edward. Edward, please, says, of all the mysteries and shoddy reporting surrounding the break-in at the Nancy Pelosi house... I believe the most important unanswered question is whether the top was or whether Paul Pelosi was a top or a bottom. Yeah. Mm. Why are you gay? We haven't figured that one out, uh, but perhaps the mystery will be solved. Jay says R.I.P. Blonde. R.I.P. Indeed. Jeff Sloat says the train station on Yellowstone is based on a legal theory about parts of the region being lawless. Look up the Yellowstone murder zone. Yeah, it's uh, that's a man. I'm, I'm that's a interesting legal topic that I have about one minute to describe, but for people who aren't aware, uh, there are certain portions of the Yellowstone national park. There's a sliver on the North end and kind of the Northwest end in Montana. And then there's a sliver in Idaho as well. And if you were to commit a crime, a federal crime, well, I guess since you're in a a federal jurisdiction at that point, the the park, you, you commit a crime there. And because you have a constitutional right to a jury trial by people who live within that federal court uh, jurisdiction, they can't fill a constant. They can't fill a jury in the way the Constitution requires because nobody lives there is essentially the legal predicament. I might be butchering it slightly, but because of the geographical boundaries of the of of the park and because there's a constitutional requirement to get jurors from that area, those jurors don't exist. You can't fill the jury theoretically you could get away with murder there and that's that is uh the idea of dumping bodies at the train station thanks jeff uh tommy the gun says gilgamesh isn't paying attention to what's been going on up to this point in china this has been building for a long time zero coof policy has pushed them to a breaking point 
Yeah, I, uh, I certainly hope so. I don't, I never know what to believe is legitimate or not coming out of China. And I certainly share some skepticism about whether we're being shown something that the powers that be want us to see. But uh, they've been, China has been locked down and abused far more severely than our country has. And uh, if it takes China waking up to it for some people in our country to wake up, that would be, uh, that would be good. Although, I mean, if you haven't woken up to the scam that it is by now, will you ever? I think these people would allow themselves to be barricaded inside their apartments and burned alive if they still believe in all this nonsense at this point. Okay, uh, thanks for the chats, guys. We will uh, come back to chats uh, at the end of the stream here. Appreciate it. We'll get right back um, I'll into have the to calls. just circle back with you. Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, are you there? I am here. What's on your mind? So we rarely have Ping 2 on here. Indeed. Indeed. I figured I'd ask Ping 2 what she likes to cook. Nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, oh, God, what do I like to cook? Yeah. We've been doing a lot of, a lot of crock pot recipes because it's easy with the baby. Uh, you can make a lot of stuff, uh, big quantities, relatively easily. So we've been doing a lot of stew recently. You ever take like a cut of meat and just chuck it in the crock pot in the morning and leave it until dinner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's basically my go-to. <laughs> yeah, it's always good stuff. I also yeah. saw someone make pizza in a crock pot once, so I don't <laughs> I recommend that. Well, the other, the other uh, fine piece of culinary uh, machinery in this home is the air fryer. It's the crock pot uh. and the air fryer. So you want to talk uh, the finest tater tots. <laughs> Or the so finest cheating, basically. chicken nuggets. Or you can even cook a pizza in there if it's on the smaller side, at least for ours. The uh, truth is I'm a shit cook, but I'm trying. <laughs> I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus. But... Uh, I know. you. I, he, was, <laughs> he was thinking about it, though. So I'll just tell the truth is that I'm, I'm not much of a cook, but I am interested in becoming one. So that's what, that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm long-term interested. One day. You know what, dude? Uh, yeah, it's hard with a one year old. OK. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I will give you credit for that because uh, you do about 90 plus percent, probably 95 percent plus of the child care and the five percent or so that I am responsible for. Uh, I, I do understand, especially now that he's more mobile, running yeah, around and getting into everything. And, you know, you can manage it, but trying to, to accomplish any other task while doing it is is tough. That's why the crap up way to go. Yeah. Well, did you make anything for Thanksgiving? Oh, no, my mom I, I did that. Lucked out. Yeah, I got to be lucked a sous out. chef to to my mother in law, which means I basically did nothing. <laughs> and uh, nobody and beats she is my an amazing, amazing my mom's chef. mashed potatoes. Yeah. They can't be beat. There's no point in trying. So, I make great mashed potatoes, but they're not they're not my mom's. <laughs> All right, you're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Even though my my mom's <laughs> recipe is like uh, potatoes and butter and a little bit of milk and stir it up. Yeah, but that's, somehow that's, I have not mastered. But it's magical. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, cooking uh, ideas that you have before we let you go, Juggernaut? Cooking ideas? Yeah. Or just well, cooking thoughts? Yeah. I want to make cronuts and fill them with lemon curd. Ooh. What is that? What I don't even it's know what those are. It's a croissant donut. Oh. Yeah, yeah I don't like hybrid. croissant. Th- I don't like that flaky bread stuff. What? Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other problem. With you. That's the other problem. Matt has the palate of a twelve-year-old, so, so it's kind of difficult. 
The flakiness comes the from layers of butter. How can you not like that? The dude ate seriously spaghettios for lunch today okay. it was great yeah i made a, a, a tuna melt sandwich and spaghettios and it was awesome that's worse but also that's worse than when i take two packs of ramen and just boil them any, anyone who says they don't like spaghettios is a liar right it's not like i'm eating them every day once in a while spaghettios and uh a preferred food of our son he loves the spaghettios too that's true <laughs> all right i'm done Thanks. <laughs> Have a good. Uh, Viking Jesus is up next. That's a good name. Yes. Wow, uh, what a picture that matches. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Is, I should ask if the picture is authentic. Of course, the audience can't see it. But it, uh, Viking Jesus, is that a real picture of you or is that uh, a, an avatar? Yes, that's me. Wow. So the name fits. Yeah. Well, speaking, uh, of, uh, speaking of punishing degenerates, how you doing, Ping Tu? Uh, oh great! <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to touch up from uh, our uh, our conversation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the background checks. Yeah, uh, this is the Oregon, in, in Oregon. Uh, ballot measure. Yeah. So currently, there are thirty thousand people in the queue, and while the while the background checks are federal, they're run by the state police. So this is thirty thousand people in Oregon. Oh, this or is an Oregon specific for- thing. Do they do their own? They have some sort of state well, the, regulation or who's, why is it the responsibility of the Oregon state police? Well, it's, it's the state police who run the, uh, uh, run the background checks on, it's still a federal background check that the, um, uh, they run the background checks through the NICS system. It, uh, just falls to the, the duty of the, of the state police to do it. Why is it, what makes it, what is unique about Oregon that's making it so backed up though? Uh, because this law is going into effect um, on December 8th. So that's it. It's just the rush of people buying guns presently. Yeah. And uh, my dad just bought two shotguns the other day. And he was saying that uh, the state police, as of, I believe it's today, are no longer accepting, accepting background checks. They're, they're just too backed up. Well, so wh- I wonder <laughs> how that's going to get ironed out legally. If you try to purchase a gun before the legal deadline that all of this uh the um licensure requirement or whatever else under this this ballot measure goes into place if you're in the queue before december 8th are you do you get to acquire the gun under the old system or are you too late so with uh uh what what my gun dealer was saying was uh as long as you get the paperwork in um by December or by December 4th, he'll make sure you get the gun because Oregon has, uh, and I think it, I think it's federal, but Oregon, um, in Oregon, if you don't pass, uh, if they don't get the background check done in three days, um, then you're legally allowed to pick up, pick up the firearm. And that, that keeps them, you know, that was supposed to keep them from sitting on their hands and just not doing the background checks hmm. and whatnot. So, I mean, it was, do we have, it a, was, it was an incentive. Do we have any kind of a clearer picture on what's going to happen with this thing legally? I assume, and maybe you mentioned this last time, but there's gotta be lawsuits ready to be filed upon a fact if they haven't been there already. Is, there is um, Oregon firearm federation, as long as, as well as uh, one of the uh, county sheriffs and a gun shop owner, you've teamed up and filed one lawsuit already. Um, 
it's primarily to uh, stop the magazine ban from going into place. Uh, and there are, the NRA has a lawsuit ready to go. And uh, there is a uh, Oregon Hunters Association also has a lawsuit that's ready to be filed. Hmm. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how all this is going to play out. Cause of course it, it, this does all follow the Bruin decision too, which completely reworked the framework for how the federal courts evaluate second amendment there, uh, uh, claims with, with the uh, Oregon firearm federation, the uh, lawsuit that already has been filed, there is supposed to be hearing on it on Friday and hopefully there will be an injunction put on it and, uh, um, to uh, keep it from going into effect. Hmm. I saw uh, if we're lucky, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the gun sites I browse frequently when I'm looking at things that I'd like to buy, but can't uh, a lot of them have the banner on the top. Hey, buy, if you're buying mags, we're, ex- we're shipping them express to Oregon. So buy yeah. them up. Uh, <laughs> I wonder, uh, I assume a lot of people are probably doing that, but. Oh Yeah. That's yep. uh, crazy. And again, it's, it's it's we're talking about $15 worth of plastic and a metal spring. You know, the idea that this is some high tech device that nobody could possibly make if we decide they're banned. It's like people are going to be uh, if they're not available to be manufactured in any sort of uh, formal sense, because they're let's say that they were banned nationally like Biden wants to do. The idea that these couldn't be made in any sort of garage operation is just hilarious. But. Uh, so the other piece of news I wanted to talk about real quick was uh, I had to I had to stand on principle and uh, uh, decline one of the uh, one of my biggest events of the year because uh, they in order to attend this event they are requiring a COVID shot and a booster, hmm. but masks and a booster. And a booster. However, yes. masks are suggested. They're doing temperature checks every morning when you go, but they're 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 making uh, tests, uh, COVID tests available if you want one. Why would you want one if all of those things are required anyway? <laughs> no, no, only the shots are required. Masks are only suggested, and and. But if you, I guess, what I'm asking is, if you have to have the shot to get in, why would you want the test too? Because the so test crazy about the ship. Well, because the mat, the the shots, uh, well, well, they supposedly do mitigate the the uh, symptoms somewhat. You know, they, yeah. they keep they I guess, keep severity. They forgive their me, I wasn't against the spread is minimal at best. Yeah, well, I wasn't. Uh, I, I I should have put myself in the mindset of the sort of yeah, person who actually would want not thinking as as me. I should think as them. You know. <laughs> um, Anyway, okay. Well, I'm uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that you won't be attending, but I applaud you for for standing against this sort of thing. Did you did you send the uh, sort of email to tell the organizers why you won't be? Yes, and I put it on several public forums. And ah. uh, to be honest, it kind of felt a little like signing my own death warrant. Oh, really? <laughs> for for me, that sort of stuff, I always worry that it's like that I'm being too Kareny or something. Like I'm be, like I'm being too whiny. But you're saying that that you would actually become like some kind of enemy for doing that. Um, well, in a way, yes, because uh, like I've told you before, I I, I work. Uh, I make bondage gear for a living. And so, you know, I work with a lot of uh, leftists. Speaking and, uh, of punishing events. degeneracy. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right, you're out of here, dude. Next call. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you work with a lot of people who are of a different so you political. You work for Balenciaga, is what you're telling me. Ooh, okay. Oh, jeez. Anyway, go not on. quite uh, that far, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, but, but you, so uh, you 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 deal with people who would oppose your other views, and so you're worried about that. Yeah, got it. All right. But, well, you know, uh, God what are they going to do? Run me out of Portland? I thought, yeah, I, I, you've already uh, you've already escaped, right? So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, maybe the Greater yeah. Idaho Project will become yeah. a reality. Yeah, I like State of Jefferson better, but you know, Greater Idaho will work. Uh, anything not <laughs> governed by uh, Portland and Eugene would be yeah. would be an improvement. Well, thanks, man. Yep. And quit rubbing off on ping too. <laughs> yes, for real. <laughs> I, I didn't, I honestly didn't mean for that to happen. But, you know, it's, uh-huh. I should have thought about my phrasing ahead of time. Thank you. <laughs> also the chat's talking shit about me talking over sounders. You can't play sounders. I can't hear him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're not uh, in the system, but I do that to blonde Oof. anyway. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, Carrying on the tradition. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind? Hello. Tom. Okay. uh, Ah, There we go. The the first thing, the first thing I I just wanted some, some uh, amusement recently, something to cheer me up. So I went back and watched, do you remember the humongous uh, video? I do. Yeah. That wasn't that in Seattle. It was at some kind of Seattle public meeting. Right. Yes. And the woman and, asked, "What uh, is your name?" And he said, "My name is Hugh, Hugh Mungus." And Mungus. and she claimed that she was uh, like harassed, or this became a whole thing. The fact that the guy said Hugh Mungus was some sort of public attack. Right. Yeah. I, I just watched the video again, and it's it's hilarious to watch it after a couple years. It was a great moment. I forget the full context, but it was pretty funny. It was some sort of uh, he was in favor of some law that they were, and she was against it. And they were interviewing him and not her. And then she came up and, you know, asked That's who he, right. what was his name. Yeah. Because she was already being bullied. And, and she claimed that it was like uh, some kind of sexual harassment. Right. Because he yeah. said, she, she said, who are you? And he says, I'm Hugh. Yeah. Mungus. Yeah. And then she, he kept saying that. And, and, you know, then she <laughs> took it as being sexually. Uh, but that's all he said. He answered her question. That's yeah. what his name was. Or that's right. I forgot that he was name. confronted. It wasn't even him jumping all over somebody else or getting confrontational nope. with somebody else. He was confronted and that was his answer. Right. It'd be like, it'd like if he said, what's your name? My name's, you know, Ligma Johnson and I work at Twitter. You know? Exactly. So good. Is is there a reason you went back for that one? What refreshed that oh, in your mind? I, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought of it. I said, you know, I'm, I'm Things come up in my suggestions, and that didn't. But somehow, maybe that just triggered that memory. So, oh yeah, that was a cool video. Let me see if I could find that. Just so I just watched that. Just that that did lighten my day a little bit. There were so many classics. That was like the 2016, 2017 era, somewhere in there, I think. Yeah, there were a lot of classic moments uh, throughout that whole like early Trump run and era. For me, uh. I think the the most legendary will always be Aide Skrillex and Carl the Cuck, who I <laughs> regret. I, I it's just kind of old, but they used to be in the show intro. The you're fucking white male guy, oh, and yeah. uh, 
the, the, the there was just and, and of course that confrontation was was with Owen Schroyer over at uh, back then he wasn't with Infowars formally now he is but um but that that clip was so amazing and then when Blonde and I went to Cleveland Owen Schroyer who I did not know personally I don't even know if I knew his name at the time but we were walking around the RNC and all the protest outside of it and there's Owen Schroyer riding a bike around blasting Alex Jones over a megaphone from the bike. And I said, it's you. You're the fucking white male guy. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And and so I talked to him for, I don't know, five minutes about that. And uh, I haven't talked to Owen for a good long time. I probably should, uh, especially after things at Infowars have gone so crazy. But but yeah, that for for just the entertainment Internet reasons and also for personal reasons, that's the one that will always stick in my memory. So I'm I'm sorry. Um, it's nice to meet you, Mrs. Christensen. Oh, and, you as well. Um, how's the how's the snow been? I saw that you guys may be getting some snow up there. Man, it is fucking cold here. The furnace like, is having some trouble keeping up sometimes. So that's uh, really early in the year to be this cold. Hopefully, I don't have to become furnace repairman in addition to video maker guy. But you know. We'll get through it. It's it's been a snowy, cold November. Uh, I blonde was telling me earlier. Apparently, it's like uh, snowed in in Coeur d'Alene. It's not snowing here right now, but Coeur d'Alene's weather right now is really rough, I guess. So blonde is uh, diseased and dead at the bottom of a snowbank. Is what I'm getting at. Um, I'm hoping for a return. <laughs> All right. Well, perhaps that will happen on Sunday. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Well, um, what's it? Just one more. Th- All right, let me just throw another. Well, I got a, I got a couple callers here, so I. Go ahead, go ahead. Go. I know you got a short stream, so go ahead. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you both, and I'll see you again. Have a good night. See ya. Okay, uh, as I mentioned, don't let me forget that it is the uh, final stream of the month, so Dangerous Spaces ah. will get last call. Yes. But before yeah. that, we'll talk to Red Falcor. Hello, Red Falcor. Uh, Yes, hello. I, I was about to ask, and my qu- question tonight was go- go- going to be a bit long, long-winded. So, 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 so I or, or the 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 potential answer. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to say, uh, see you next time, Red Falcor. Let's go. go. If there's no well, if you don't and- have a backup topic, or if there's no way to do it somewhat succinctly we might have to take a rain check on that yeah just because i'm well right okay the i will, the I will t- t- tell you what it is and then if you if you want to you can answer it when i'm off the air um, okay yeah we could probably do that uh, so so, so the, the this was my question and i was it's 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 a surprise to have ping two here tonight that is fantastic um i i did not hear the beginning of the show so i don't know the context but uh it's because um, um well, it's it, anyway. Blonde, as I mentioned, blonde is uh, diseased and dead at the bottom of a snowbank. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. She, yeah. She, she's uh, uh, re, 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 reenacting the end of The Shining. That's nice. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, have you? Have, you know, uh, you you have you have Oregon ties. Have you ever been to the Timberline yes. Lodge? I, I yeah. That, actually, I that was it's, in Colorado. No, it, it was at uh, wasn't that filmed at Timberline Lodge? 
it, it is actually um, the, um, the, 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 the outside and the inside of that hotel is a combination of different places. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought it was well, all because well, I remember and, in the Timberline Lodge, they have some shining memorabilia. Uh, in, anyway. Yes. Um, yes. Before yeah, we get into it, the, the shining history. That we're both correct, actually. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Is I think it's uh, yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> your topic. The, yes, the, this is my topic, um, and I have my uh, notes here. Okay, uh, this will be fun for for you guys to answer off the air. So don't let uh, dangerous spaces forget when he pulls you in, or when you. Uh, after you get off with him, but uh, how did you know that your spouse was the one? And I know this will be interesting with you hmm. uh, both on the call. Um, and also um, just if, if you, I don't know if Ping Tu has a career right now, uh, it would be understandable if you did not, but um, what, what, how did you know that these, this career was right for you? And what were the signs? Well, so the both questions are for both of us. Both. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's okay. What I'm saying. Do you want to go first or second, Ping? I'll go second. <laughs> uh, and before, well, I should throw it to you too, Red Red Falcor, as a married man. If you want to answer your own uh-huh. question, you are welcome to. But uh-huh. otherwise, we uh, will take it. Yeah, I I can, but I don't. Uh, I'm not necessarily inclined it would it, okay, sure. it would make you feel, feel well no, I, I, i'm just giving you the opportunity but given time constraints we certainly don't necessarily uh, we don't have to do yeah that. no let's skip it um okay uh so ping time. wants to go second so i'll take uh and i assume you're not asking me about my career though right or uh, are no, you I am. oh you are yeah. okay uh yeah. how did i know that she was the one well um because uh i treated this in a very business-like way where I knew this time that I was looking for a wife and a mother, of my children and made that very clear to her. And so in addition to the shared values, the shared humor, the shared life interests, the, the shared life goals, she um, was very responsive to that and made a lot of sacrifices pursuant to it. Uh, I'm sure she'll talk about her career or former career, but um, she was on board to pack up and and move on to a new life of being a wife and a mom. And that's what she wanted. And that's not to overlook all the things that make our relationship fun, that we have a similar sense of humor, that we have some shared recreational interests and things like that. But the fact that we were on board with the big things, which are um, building family and commitment to each other and, and, and searching for marriage rather than just dating for fun or some other uh, side purpose. The fact that she was on board with the big ideas and was willing to make the moves to make that happen. Uh, I don't know that there was a specific moment for me that I, that I, I knew. Although I will say the, the, when we knew each other for, I think we we're about four months in paying, you'll remember mm-hmm. we were walking around Jackson, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And I think you were nervous about. I suppose how like the timeline that I was building of like, all right, if we want to achieve this, we're going to do this by this date. This is how it's going to work. And I, I recall you being a little uneasy about some of it or thinking it was maybe on a too fast of a timeline. And I remember telling you, you know, we're going to get married and have kids, right? 
that's where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and and, I said, and oh. uh, then it just I suppose if there was I suppose if there was a moment where it became obvious and official to both of us that that that's what is happening. It was that moment, which was probably I think we had known each other for four or five months at that point. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was very businesslike. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> was there a particular moment for you? Uh, yeah, when I when met you, you and realized you that you were actually six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for confirming. Just <laughs> well, it is true, friends. Uh, he's not 4'11". Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, it, yeah, that's probably true. I was terrified. I don't know. I was terrified. But I think I think when I met your parents was probably the big, big moment for me. Hmm. That's a good point, like, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty early on. I think it was like this. What is it? The second first? I can't remember. Was it the first or second time I came to visit? It was the first time you came here. Oh, okay. So that's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah I, that was pretty, pretty pivotal. We had known each me, other I for thought. two or three months at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, will say the other reason I knew is because my parents uh, loved you immediately. And when your parents are completely on board uh it's very easy because i consider my parents to be a good judge of character after all they found each other and i think they did a good job as parents so if they're very enthused about a person that's a good sign to me and i haven't had a lot of serious girlfriends in my life um so it's not like there's a long list of women that my parents have met in that context but yeah it was different it was it was different this time my parents were all in which was an obviously positive sign the chat's so funny about all of this. <laughs> I remember telling my dad too before I went out to California to meet you for the first time. And I think we'd only known each other for about a month or so at that point. And I told my mm. dad, I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm telling you it's legit and uh, it's going to work and you're going to love he this said, girl. what the fuck are you He's doing? He's like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yes. And lo and sounds behold, like, like you and my dad are now, you guys get along better than than you and I do. He's my best so, friend. Yeah. Hi. Hi, if you're listening. <laughs> He's I think, definitely listening. I think, I think you use me to get to my dad. I think that's how <laughs> that's serious true. the relationship has become. We have a lot in common, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, because uh, I don't want to skip over Red Falcor's other point. Um, oh, yeah. What was as it? far as my career, well, th- what happened with me is my last career, it became very clear that that was not viable. I, I was put under the management of someone I just did not get along with who was an insufferable micromanager. And I didn't like doing that job already. And even though it was a comfortable job with decent benefits and okay pay and it was safe and secure and it seemed foolish to walk away from it at the time, the world was telling me you shouldn't you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be doing this by virtue of not getting along with that management arrangement. And so it seemed completely reckless, but I threw caution to the wind and took what I'd saved and decided to build this project with it. And and thankfully it's turned out successfully. And I appreciate everyone in the audience for making it a success. So part of it was just the world nudging me out. The other part of it was you better make this work or you're screwed. Um, <laughs> or you're moving into the actual basement of your mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a uh, necessity at that point but it was easy to put the work in to make it succeed because i love doing it and that was six years ago and i still love doing it now uh so that's how that happened for me and and ping did you want to talk about your uh career path well you kind of already covered it it just was 
it was I was getting blondes disease <laughs> for people who don't I, uh, know, though, you had a cool job before. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> not if you have the politics that I have. Well, do um, you want to describe the job quickly? Sure. I I worked in special effects um, for TV and film for um, like five or six years. Um, and uh, <laughs> it it was awesome. And it was. At the time, my life's calling, whatever the hell that means. Making and, dead uh, Will Byers bodies for Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, making, <laughs> making dead bodies. Um, but oh, wait, yeah, he I wasn't mean, dead, was he? Why was? Why did you have to make a body of him? No, there was a fake dead. There was a fake dead body. Yeah, I can't remember. Of, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I basically, and then was I 20? How old was I when we met? 25 or 25? Yeah. 25. Um, so yeah, I was 25 and my blonde disease was starting to rear up and I realized that I wanted to be a mom and, um, that was my calling. So <laughs> I started down the path of trying to make that happen by supporting was, the show on Patreon. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Never forget, already... Jack Conti. Okay. The two people responsible <laughs> for our relationship, Jack Conti and Dave Rubin. That's de- depressing <laughs> because Dave, you found the show through Dave, our, our interview of Dave Rubin in early 2017. That's crazy. Because you were doing some kind of Dave right. Rubin Deep rabbit dive. hole. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's another um, weird phrasing. I'm, I'm phrasing things horribly tonight. I'm sorry about that. but It's terrible, but don't give um, them more fodder. And so you found the show, and then you started supporting the show on Patreon, and then you dropped me hints that took me like a couple months to pick up on, and oh then God, I finally it took did. Oh, forever, yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I should go to one of these hangouts so he realizes that I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest and is history. Yeah. The rest is history. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a Red Falcor. If you're still here, that's the brief history of uh, the Matt and Ping Two story. Yeah, still here. I just w- wanted to be quiet and give you guys some uh, space to uh, tell your stories. So, well, thanks for the <laughs> Thank uh, so much for the opportunity. And I, I, I know I, um, I, I say it uh, somewhat commonly, but probably not commonly enough. Um, I appreciate everybody in the audience of this show red falcor yourself included but everybody listening and everybody who supports and everybody who's made it a success because the family that we're talking about right now is a direct product of this show it doesn't exist without this show and yeah, so thanks new, for <laughs> no dms to slide in if <laughs> yeah i'm if the show doesn't exist otherwise i'm doing some job that i hate and building you know something else and this particular and arrangement more single followers <laughs> <laughs> In the in the uh, hellscape of Los Angeles. That's all. To... That's the most. Yeah, that's the most respectable thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank thank you, Red Falcor. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts real quick before okay. we let you go? I, I I just want to make sure you guys can have have uh, time to get to uh, dangerous spaces and indeed uh, wrap the show when you plan to. So. Yep. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate so it. Much. Yeah. All right, have a good night. Isn't Red Falcor in L.A.? I think he moved back up to Seattle. I think he's in the oh. Seattle area now, but he was down in LA for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We could have been friends. Possibly. All right. Dangerous spaces. Thanks for your patience there. I know that went a little long, but we had a request to deliver the history of the Matt and ping Two saga. No, you're right. You're right. I heard, I, I generally listen to the last caller before I get on anyway, because you know, I don't have to line anyone else up. So, um, so yeah, no, I heard that. Sorry, it's always the difficult thing with my month because I'm like, I don't want to give them a short call, but I don't want to keep you guys too long. So it's always trying to find that balance, unfortunately. So, well, balance on and, what's on your mind, and I 
And I can't believe, you know, my last call of the month and Blonde doesn't even have the, you know, nerve to actually show up. How rude. I know. What a bitch. I feel, I feel bad because uh, I'm I'm sort of encouraging lightly in jest, of course, Blonde, if you're still trolling the chat. And uh, um, but for all I know, she is actually deathly ill. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't joke too much because yes. um, so is the baby, apparently. Yeah. If she's not if she's not mm-hmm. actually able to do the show, it, it might be. I should probably be more respectful because. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the piss a bit as well. So She's probably hacking up a lung saying these, Poor Emmeline. these <laughs> son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bond, if you're listening, hope you get, hope feel better. So. Hope you and Emmeline feel better. Uh, so I'm probably not going to have a massively long one, so I might start with uh, something I, I uh, asked a few months ago and seems really appropriate seeing as Ping 2 is here. How's the family going? Mm. Rather it's than just chaos. how are you going? <laughs> Well, Calvin will be what fifteen months on Friday, second of December. Holy well, that's crap! A good that's memory. right. Yeah, Jeez. One, one year, three months. He's so much fun. I, I, the older he gets, the more fun I have. I should he's probably just such a cool little personality. I should it's probably really cool. show well, an updated picture twin. too. He is like yeah. he's he's a mini me. It is. Uh, it's, it's freakish. He got and, like, like none of his his mom's. No, genes, I. It, it I appears. look like. I look like the Hispanic nanny who stole your child or something. <laughs> well, yeah, we look the nothing one, alike. Yeah. Well, the one actually kind of along those lines, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Of course you would have. Your interview with Alison Morrow, mm-hmm. however long ago that was, and you brought up the picture of you and your brother. I'm looking at going, wow, Matt looks really different. That's that's not Matt. That's his brother. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you I might even. Looking uh, like, so I Maybe remember looking at that, and then I looked over and went, "Oh no, that's Matt. Oh, I'm an idiot." <laughs> you, yeah, you might confuse. I, I don't know. My brother and I looked similar enough to tell that we're brothers, but I don't think that we would be mistaken like twins would or something. But that photo, I think that was in there. <laughs> I, I think I was like, tw- you are. Yeah. I yeah. think I think I was like 20 in that photo because I think the one you're thinking of is at my brother's high school graduation, probably. Yeah, yeah, it looked and like it. He's in a he's in a graduation. So I would have been thing, 20. Which is a long time ago. You know, that's that's nearly half my life ago. So mm. it's I suppose Crazy. it's not surprising that I'm not immediately recognizable either. Well, no, once I looked over and saw it was you, I'm like, oh no, that's Matt. You're an idiot. Why did I think that was Matt? <laughs> I yeah. think it's just because he you're kind of you're kind of almost a bit stoic and he's got a big smile. So I think I was just drawn to, you know. Which is very un- un- was very uncharacteristic for my brother. He was not like a a big smile in a photo type of guy, but I think in that photo oh, he was enough. for whatever fair reason. Enough. Yeah. Anyway, just in terms of my thing, like I said, it's not going to be a very long topic, but I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of just, um, kind of give a bit of inspiration. To, oh God, that makes me sound like a wanker. What's a better word? Um, encouragement. Okay. Encouragement probably yes. a better word than inspiration. Like I'm bloody whatever his name is, Tony Robbins or something. Um, <laughs> a lot of the audience will know it because I complain about it to just about every caller I line up for screening. Um, is I've been back at school trying to get qualified in something and it's been a disaster from beginning to end. It's been so painful. Uh, even even this past week, two weeks, I was supposed to write up, I was supposed to observe a child. It's in, it's in school aged care. I was supposed to write up on a child, observe them and kind of write up my observations and kind of analyse it and stuff like that. The kid wasn't there for two of the three days that I was supposed to be doing that. So even in these in this last assessment, it's been an absolute disaster. I've just been convinced that it's never going to get completed. They're changing the course next year, so if I didn't get it done, 
all the work I'd done was basically going to be for naught. I was so stressed about this. Hmm. I put in my second last thing yesterday, and I've got one that I've got to kind of clean up and resubmit today. Uh, and then that will be basically, unless I have to resubmit again if I've missed out anything else. But basically, I'm done. I'm I'm finished the thing that I thought I was never going to do. So, um, I know in retros, I know not in retrospect. In the bigger picture, I suppose I know that's really trivial. I know it's piss week. I know you know all that sort of stuff. People have probably gone through a lot more worse stuff. But I had so many instances of this of this where I was in a corner just stressing out and rocking myself, you know, back and forth, thinking I. I can't do this. It's not working. I keep running into problems. So I just wanted to give people encouragement of of um, you just just keep fighting through. Just keep going. I, I was really struggling at times, and and I got to a point where I just said, you know what? I can only control what I can control. I can only do as much as I can do for this, and whatever the result is, as long as I put everything I can into it, that's all I can expect of myself. Um, so I think I just wanted to encourage people this week of saying, um, you know, keep pushing forward. I, I know you might be having difficult times. You might be going through some stuff. You know, obviously Blonde's you know, at home, you know, Blonde's kind of not on because she's sick this week, for example. Um, yeah, just want to kind of say to people, just keep pushing through because it's, it's um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get there. I Like I know things can be really hard and it can feel like you're never going to, you know, get through whatever is kind of getting in your way, whatever brick wall is in front of you. But I, I like, I have no doubt you can, and I know that you'll be able to do it. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, congratulations, by the way, and like thanks that. for the uh, the positive attitude and the perspective. I think uh, a, a one thing I've tried to train myself to do that's of a similar theme. Because when you're in a situation where you're trying to achieve something that's very long term or it's a difficult goal that takes a long time, there are going to be setbacks. And especially if you're in a situation where you're like at school or in a career situation where you rely on other people to accomplish that goal, you're going to have setbacks related to other people's uh, failures to deliver, I I suppose. So the number one thing for me is, um, is, is trying to compare what I have and who I am to myself yesterday and i know that's a kind of a common piece of advice it's not like i'm uh, coming up with something insanely new and original but it's it's really important not to get lost in looking at what other people have not to get lost in comparing yourself to other people uh, and and trying to and just falling into the trap of perceiving your own shortcomings relative to other people just keep in mind who you are and what you have today compared to the same situation yesterday, always compare yourself to yourself. And as long mm-hmm. as uh, today is an improvement on yesterday's yourself, well then today was worthwhile and today was an accomplishment. And that's all, that's all any of us can do as an individual, even when uh, certain group settings or certain uh, situations might let us down. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, this thing, it like to give it, to give an indication of how it started, um, you do you do kind of theoretical work and then you do practical work. You basically have to be at a school the whole time to do the practical work. The very first place I found that said, "Yeah, we'll take you on. We'll we'll take you on as a student, so you can kind of you know do your stuff here." The very first place I found fell through, and I had basically three weeks to uh, find a new place, finish off the assignments for that particular subject, and and get. I, I burnt myself out for that very first subject. I'm like, oh, that's. That's not good. Like I was exhausted for the next week after that. 
So that's just to give you an idea. Well, and he still shows up for his call-in show obligations. So everyone is very uh, thankful. And not to, um, how do I say this without, I'm not trying to diminish in any way because it's uh, what I'm saying. My dad taught me 90% of of success in life is showing up on time and never has Dangerous Spaces ever not showed up on time. I know that sounds like some kind of low bar or something. I'm, I'm being sincere. I'm saying the fact that you're always here uh, is very much appreciated because that is in any in any job that is uh, that is uh, exceeding what a lot of other people are able to do. Just being there on time when you say you're going to be is a, a huge piece of success. And you've constantly exhibited that. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, admittedly, that is something I've really appreciated. And that is something that's really helped is is, uh, you know, I get to talk to a bunch of people. I get to come. I've got this, you know, this. This here has been pretty constant. This has been really good, and I've really enjoyed uh, doing it. I'm talking like I'm not going to still be around. I, I will yes. be, obviously, but um, but I've really enjoyed. It. I've really appre- I have appreciated you kind of be- putting more and more trust in me, and in, in terms of the stuff I help you out. With. Speaking of um, speaking of trust, I uh, well, I suppose I I'm at liberty to disclose. I don't see why not. Um, well, it's I up gave to you. I, I gave you the impossible assignment of trying to track down <laughs> Ladonna for an interview. Ladonna. If if people I've, don't recall, Ladonna is the. Uh, <laughs> Is the woman from Sunday who uh, was uh, racially <laughs> chastising that Asian woman? That's Ladonna. Yeah, yeah. It ain't illegal. It's not against the law, hopefully. Yeah, and I did find some info. I don't know if it leads. To, it's going to lead to an actual contact. But I have found some info. I've just got to try and. I, this week, I've mainly been trying to concentrate on getting the schoolwork done and get finished because yeah. I'm just so close to getting it done. Uh, I have found some info. I'm I'm very tempted to just maybe message a couple of the people who've already contacted her and go. How did you find it? Yeah, that's one thing I'm I'm if, struggling a little bit with. If, is some people are just hard to figure out how to how to find. So. If Dangerous Spaces is able to wrangle Ladonna, he will his his legend will grow. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, unprecedented Absolutely. lengths. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. Congrats and uh, appreciate your continued work. No worries. So thank you for everything. Thank you for you know as always, like me playing the sandbox a little bit, for putting faith in me. Blonde, if you're listening still, hope you hope you're feeling better, and uh, yeah, we'll chat to you. Now, actually, do you know what you, how your shows are going to look over Christmas? I don't know when. We haven't decided yet. I, I okay. but I'll yeah, I'll I'll email you to let you know. It's going to be a little well, complicated. Yeah, you, know, you know what? I only ask because I don't just in case it's not till afterwards. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Ah, well, Merry Christmas to you. But I'm I'm sure we'll probably be in touch uh, in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Thanks, I'll uh, I'll leave you guys to it. You have a good one. Thanks you as well. Okay, I uh, appreciate the callers tonight. Thank you guys. Uh, as a reminder, if you uh, are trying to call in and you have not been successful, or if you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, you can send us a call-in show uh, email question. We won't be taking those tonight because again, those are are written with the intent of blonde responding. Uh, but uh, we will take them when she's back and you can submit those call and show questions through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for uh, the call in show question form is how it's you do It's not that. against the law. Oh, fuck you. And before we get out of here, uh, we'll just catch up with, uh, with chats. Oh, and what I was referencing, by the way, I haven't, uh, made any decisions yet but we have the situation coming up at the end of the year as far as the sunday show where both christmas and new year's day are sundays so how we're going to navigate that 
as far as the Sunday show remains to be seen. That's uh, what Dangerous Spaces was asking about. But there will still be shows. It's just I don't think they'll at least the, we won't do a show on Christmas night. Obviously, I, I might do one on uh, New Year's Eve or a New Year's Day night, perhaps. But we haven't decided yet. Assuming Blonde can do it, which, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't think about LaDonna. <laughs> if, if he's able to get LaDonna, that's good. Be... <laughs> Best present ever. It'll it'll be amazing. I'm not holding my breath, but he is on the case. Anyway, so stand by for news about what the uh, the Christmas and New Year's schedule will be. Maybe I'll be able to announce that on Sunday. Uh, we'll close out with chat here. Raynor Chen says, hey, Matt, long time no chat. Hope everything goes well. And as your local CCP liaison, Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> I assure you that Chinese people are very, very happy and not protesting anything. Difficulty with the R's, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, the, the China stuff, I, I am watching with uh, a high degree of interest. I, I hope that uh, I, number one, I hope that what we're seeing is authentic. And number two, I hope that it's successful. Uh, Incompetent hands. 30 says, uh, Hey, ping two long time. Never see last year. I wanted your thoughts on the makeup effects in the thing, but that show got canceled because ah. you were delivering Calvin synchronicities thoughts one year later. Do you remember the oh. effects in the thing? Of course. Um, I good for the time, I'd say, you know, they've got some cheese factor, but I think that they were working with what they had at the, in, of the era, I suppose. Do you have, Can you a, hear the dog snoring, by the way, he's snoring so fucking loud. I can't. So if I okay, can't good. hear it, the stream can't hear it. If okay. it is in there, it's very soft. All right. But, uh, do you have a movie that is, uh, as, yeah, as far as practical no. effects, like a movie or show that you think is the best? Oh God, that's such a hard question. Oh, I can't answer that. I don't know. Wow. So okay. Well, what's, ones. what's the best one that you worked on? Like what's the work that you're most proud of? Um, I worked on a season of American horror story, uh, called freak show. And we had to do this two headed puppet for Sarah Paulson. And that was by far the coolest thing, I think. Hmm. You know, another uh, piece of history is uh, you didn't personally work on it, but one of the last things that you had to deal with or handle before you left, didn't your your studio did uh, the wig for Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, right? My best friend did that, actually. Yeah, she made <laughs> yeah. the green wig. So also that Kevin Costner chest for Yellowstone, never forget. <laughs> oh, you made that like for the... That was one of the last things I remember sending out before I moved here. So, but you didn't personally work. You didn't no, build no, it. I, you just I you didn't handled do it, it. But I, right, my yeah. well, my coworker did. But that was for what the explosion at the there was when some he kind got of ex- shot. Oh, when he got shot, Spoilers. yeah, <laughs> right in the first. It was in the first season. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot that they worked on Yellowstone too. That's pretty cool. Uh, Elry O double O negative. Keep up the good work. Really enjoy the content. Well, uh, thanks for keeping it operational. Appreciate it. Hillbilly Deluxe. Holy crap. Ping 2 was in effects. Why isn't she doing the movie review? Sorry, Matt. You're fired. Right. Lol. <laughs> Although we, we, we have a uh, disagreement, uh, a fair a share of the time. <laughs> However, the flight of the Phoenix is not one of those cases. No. And if you like that movie, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fuck you. Fuck you. I hated that. Can't get that time back. It was terrible. 
However, if you want a little solidarity with the audience, you were just as heartbroken that I thought uh, Groundhog Day was just Don't okay. Don't talk about it. I don't, don't even hate it, it. I don't even hate it. But it's don't bring it is up. That's that one of my favorite movies. Is it, it your almost, favorite ever? Ugh. It's up there. It's probably easily top ten. Yeah, easily top ten. I tried. I, I, courtesy to you, I think I don't bring I, it up. I tried to soften my. <laughs> he opinion. gave it a three for me, guys. He I hated that movie so much. I didn't really hate it that much. I just didn't love it. It was but. because I loved it so much that you it. it it made you hate it more, probably. Maybe, maybe it was. <laughs> You're maybe just that's a, why. A contrarian. I, <sighs> you can't be a contrarian. I gave it as much credit as I could. I, I didn't hate on that movie Stop. as My hard heart. as it, anyway. I can't take it. Nicholas H says, Matt, have you ever been approached by a Fed either looking either to use you as information vector or to influence your show? Speaking one hundred percent honestly, no. Uh, I've never, at least not knowingly, I've never had any kind of <laughs> like federal agent try to get information out of me or try to cooperate in any way. Um, but as blonde says, uh, would I know if I'm a fed? That is the deep question that we fed, all have to ponder. Fed, 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 The way these people work, it's like, could, could you get duped into assisting them because they're so, uh, secretive with their operations that you don't even know that you're helping if you are. Um, but sorry, you cut out. What were you saying? I guess I've lost her, (laughs) but that is, uh, that's perfect timing because, uh, we're right at the end of the show here. So appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, ping, are you actually there or are you gone? I think she's gone. Maybe her computer battery died. So I guess, I guess that's it. We won't get uh, a proper goodbye from her, I guess, but we appreciate her contribution and her help with the stream. And, uh, of course, we wish the best for Blonde, and we expect to see her back on Sunday. And we'll talk about everything in the news that happens between now and then, as usual. Uh, If you missed any part of the show, remember you can listen back to it on the audio platforms of the show. They're linked in the description and over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts, where you can listen back. Anything else show-related, mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find it. We'll see you Sunday. 